Good morning, folks. It's Monday, June 22nd, 2015, and you're listening to another fine episode of Waking Up with Danny. Well, let's just get right in to the weather, shall we? It's time for the weather. shelter that's what the organizers of the firefly music festival told concert goers saturday night severe weather threatened the woodlands in dover delaware organizers cleared festival grounds just before 10 p.m as headliners kings of leon were set to take the main stage sending festival goers a message about quote Storms heading our way, end quote. Cancellation occurred as the remnants of a bill threatened the festival grounds where many concert goers camped out in tents. Organizers urged people to take down the tents and canopies at their campsites and refer to the festival weather FAQs as a severe thunderstorm warning hit the area. Well, geez, folks, we got 59 and partly cloudy in Seattle, Washington, 55 and partly cloudy in Frisco, 63 and clear in Los Angeles, Boise, 59 and clear, Denver, sun shines and 70 degrees, Anabaqueer Key is 75 and clear, Dallas, Texas, you got 73 and clear skies, Omaha is 78 and thunderstorms, Minneapolis, Minnesota is 71 with rain, St. Louis, 77 and thunderstorms, 70 degrees and thunderstorms in chicago washington dc is 78 and clear atlanta georgia 77 degrees with partly cloudy skies 78 in orlando and 81 Miami, florida with some showers news and things it's time for the news what does it all mean news around the world it's time for the President Barack Obama said the United States has not overcome its history of racism and is using the N-word to make his case. In an interview, Obama weighed in on the debate over race and guns that has erupted over the arrest of a white man for a racially motivated shooting in the deaths of nine black church members in Charleston, South Carolina. Quote, racism, we are not cured of it, Obama said, and it's not just a matter of not being polite to say the N-word in public. That's not the measure of whether racism still exists or not. It's just a matter of the overt discrimination. Societies don't, overnight, completely erase everything that has happened 200 to 300 years prior. Obama's remarks came in an interview out Monday with comedian Mark Marin for his popular podcast where crude language is often part of the discussion. Taylor Swift has Apple changing its tune. Hours after the pop superstar criticized the giant tech company in an open letter posted online, Apple announced Sunday that it will pay royalties to artists and record labels for music played during a free three-month trial of its new streaming music service. Quote, when I woke up this morning and I saw Taylor's note that she had written, it really solidified that we needed to make a change. End quote, said Apple Senior Vice President Eddie Q in an interview with the Associated Press. Well, Kansas capital murder case involving a white supremacist who is dying of emphysema poses some unusual challenges for a district attorney pursuing the death penalty for the first time. Johnson County District Attorney Steve Howe has twice rejected offers from Frazier Glenn Miller's attorney to have Miller plead guilty to killing three people at two Jewish community centers last year in exchange for taking the death penalty off the table. Howell says he believes Miller's alleged crimes deserve the most severe punishment. Kansas hasn't executed anyone in 50 years, however, and there's virtually no chance the 74-year-old will be the next. Critics say Howell's insistence appears to be aimed solely at scoring political points. Taxpayers picking up the tab. 
Tiger Woods won the U.S. Open by a staggering 15 shots at Pebble Beach. The 14-time major champion staggered to a 10 over par 80 Thursday at Chambers Bay. It has been his worst ever round at a tournament he has won three times. Woods has left 15 shots behind co-leaders Dustin Johnson and Henrik Stenson. Both shot 565 earlier in the day and requiring an extraordinary performance. Friday as if he is to avoid missing the cut. For the first time in a major since the last U.S. Open title in 2008 at Torrey Pines. He made bogey after bogey from bunkers to tall grass until he ended his not-for-prime-time performance by topping a three-wood from the 18th fairway that bounced over one bunker, disappeared into another. The stock market, the Dow, is While Athens tabled new proposals Monday aimed at breaking a five-month deadlock with its international creditors over a debt crisis that could see Greece dramatically crash out of the euro currency block. Few details were available, but Greek Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras' office said he presented European leaders, including German Chancellor Angela Merkel, with a proposal for, quote, a mutually beneficial agreement which will provide a permanent solution, end quote. Martin Selmar, of senior aide of Jean-Claude Juncker, the European Commission's president wrote in a Twitter post early Monday that the proposals by Tisbra's government work a, quote, good basis for success. The potentially significant development comes as European leaders prepare to hold an emergency summit in Brussels that could last late into the night Monday as both sides seek out a way out of the stalemate. Today in history, a lot of things have happened. Maybe a man flew to the moon. You 
Next today in history, June 22nd. Today is National Chocolate Eclair Day. Today is also National Onion Rings Day. Today is No Panty Day. I didn't just make that one up, folks. And today is Stupid Guy Thing Day. Not sure what that means, folks. Stupid Guy Thing Day. Well, on this day in history, folks, in 1991, an underwater volcano called Mount Didicus erupts in the Philippines. 1983, the first time a satellite is retrieved from orbit by the space shuttle. 1911, King George V of England was crowned. In 1910, the first Zeppelin with passengers was set afloat. And in 1870, Congress creates the Department of Justice. <laughs> Talking about life and death. Well, on this day, happy birthday to Freddie Prinze. It was his birthday today, 1954 and 1949. Meryl Streep was also born in 1947. Octavia Butler was also born in 1936. Chris Christopherson also was born in 1906. Anne Morrow Lindbergh also was born. But people also died in 2008. George Carlin, comedian, dies of heart failure at 71. In 2002, Ann Landers, an advice columnist, dies at 83. In 1993, Mohamed Baksosba, an Algerian sociologist, was murdered at 52 years old. In 1992, M.F.K. Fisher, an American writer, also died. And in 1988, Ross Ford, the actor from Reform School Girl and the Jungle Patrol, dies. In 1981, Lola Lane, an actress from Zanzibar, Mystery Ship, and Big Fight also dies. In 1965, David O. Selznick, an American producer, also dead. In 1276, Innocent Five, Pierre de Tantes, a pope, 1276, for one year only, dies at about 36 years old. We don't know exactly. And in 1527, Machiavelli, the writer, also dies. And tragically, in 1535, John Fisher, an English bishop from 1504 to 1535, cardinal, was beheaded at about 65 years old. We just don't know for sure. Always live in the ugliest house on the street. Then you don't have to look at it. David Hockney said this. And the word of the day, precipitous, is an adjective meaning resembling a precipice, a cliff with a nearly vertical overhanging face, extremely steep or abrupt, rapid or hasty, applied to a worsening situation. Some etymology from the obsolete French precipitu, from Latin precipitare, to cast down headlong from prey, which means before, plus catput from head, ultimately from the Indo-European root caput, which means the head. Also the origin of head, captain, chef, chapter, cadet, cattle, chattel, achieve, biceps, mischief, occiput, recapitulate, and capitation. The earliest documented use was 1646 and some usage. I've always had a weakness for lost causes and for writers who achieved some acclaim and then experienced a precipitous fall from grace. Guy van der Haag said this in I Wanted to Return to the Dartling, glimmering light of short fiction. From the Globe and Mail, Toronto, Canada, May 5th, 2015. And a bonus thought for the day. Him that I love, I wish to be free, even from me. Anne Morrow Lindbergh said this. She was an author and aviator, lived from 1906 to 2001.
Every day is born a new hero. He faces adversary with a mighty sword. for a veteran? Bill heard these words almost every day on his evening walk home from the office. This a pleasantly cool early autumn evening, and Bill, eager to return to his empty one-bedroom apartment on the edge of town. Just a 15-minute walk down one of town's most heavily traveled thoroughfares. I don't. I'm sorry. Bill would deliver those words every day expressionless. He'd pass by and, as the distance grew between he and the nameless face behind him, would forget about the exchange completely. That is, until he'd have the same exchange the following day. Have a dollar for a veteran? As the days passed, the nights grew colder, Bill's walk home was dark now, and that nameless face had moved a bit further down the street. It was warmer down by the West First Bank building because they had this street-level exhaust vent, it was probably a better spot to stand if you have nowhere to go. I don't. I'm sorry. This went on for years, his daily dance between Bill and the nameless face. Bill noticed that he, in some odd way, looked forward to those exchanges. They had a way of marking his day as being done. I wonder what his name is, Bill asked himself every now and then again as the days would come and go. Any change for a veteran? No, sorry, Bill smiled. That nameless face, so consistent from day to day. He was truly one of the most consistent things in Bill's life. Bill never could keep a girlfriend. His parents didn't end up staying together long after he was born. He didn't think about it much. That was just all he knew. Bill came to appreciate the nameless man, and along with that appreciation, a feeling of guilt started to wash over him no clue about this man besides the fact that he's a veteran. Bill would often think as the day started to draw to a close. One of these days I should ask him, he thought. Probably not today, but one day. He 
Yet another day begins its evening yawn and Bill begins another of his daily walks home. Have a dollar for a veteran? No, I sure don't. Sorry, replied Bill. Time passes as it does. The daily cadence continues as it tends to do. Bill's curiosity about the nameless face grew until one day he decided, Today's the day. I must know his name. I should help him. I will help him. He was nervous in a way. He harnessed a fear of rejection and in a lot of ways. This is why he never stopped. Never helped. Interacting means opening yourself up and along with that comes vulnerability. Bill started to realize that he had just been quite simply too scared to help. By actually helping others, he would also be helping himself. Bill left the office with a smile on his face as he made his way down that same stretch of road he'd walked so many times. The distance between himself and that nameless man would shrink and then he'd know. But the nameless face wasn't there. Walked a bit further, thinking perhaps he had just moved down the street a bit more. Nothing. Finally, Bill found himself in front of the West First Bank, in front of that street-level vent. But the street was empty. Bill paused for several moments, looking back the way he came. Then he looked down at the ground. After that, he looked back in the direction of home, sighed and continued on. That was The Nameless Face by yours truly. Again, that's gonna do it for this episode of Waking Up with Danny. I thank you for joining me this week. Join me next week, Monday, June 29th, and we'll just do it all over again. So long.